The following conversation with Shanti O'Connor from Rooted and Open, a service to support pregnant women and mothers, aired on March 16, 2018, on the Friday edition of the Weekly Point, a half-hour local issues program highlighting people and activities in Central Oregon. The podcast is a production of The Point, airing each Friday at 9 a.m. on KPOV, 88.9 FM, High Desert Community Radio. Shanti O'Connor is a nationally certified counselor, a licensed teacher, hypnotherapist, pranic healer, and Reiki master. She started teaching and coaching basketball in 2001. In 2009, she received her Master of Science in Counseling from OSU Cascades. Shanti is a mother of two soulful, wild, silly, energetic children. But before children, she coached high school basketball, counseled at-risk youth and teen moms. However, the experience of giving birth and becoming a mom radically changed her. From that transition, she discovered her deeper calling, working with families. Everything Rooted and Open uh, does is for the benefit of women, especially mothers. It's a place where women come to heal, be seen, and learn how to step into their own power, truth, and vulnerability. Shanti has a passion for empowering women because she knows that when a woman becomes empowered, she will in turn provide the same avenue for other women and the community's shift. Shante is introduced with kind of a dramatic uh, reading. That was kind of cool. Did you like it? I did. Well, she is kind of a dramatic and informed and caring and knowledgeable young woman. And so tell us a little bit about Rooted and Open. Yeah, Rooted and Open came about with my experience of being a mother and being in the community of other mothers and realizing that mothers are really craving connection and not just connection in a sense of like, oh, let's hang out and talk about our kids, but connection in the sense of I need to talk about how scary mothering can be. I need to talk about this rage, this depression, these these parts of myself that terrifies me for anybody to see, but I need somebody to see me in that. And so really a lot of Rooted and Open is a community. And it's it's about coming together in groups, at retreats, at many different offerings where women just sit in a circle with other women and and talk about what's true and alive for them in that moment. I was asking you earlier if you heard the Sunday edition on National Public Radio. They were talking about just the situations that face mothers and the high death rate and then the high rate of mothers who then become seriously, seriously ill. And New York obstetrician Peter Bernstein, he helps lead the Council on Patient Safety and Women's Healthcare. He was quoted as saying, an experience that we would hope and expect would be natural, beautiful, uplifting experience becomes one that's terrifying. Women can wind up losing their uterus and therefore become infertile. They can wind up with kidney problems. They can have heart attacks. They can have brain damage from all the blood they've lost. So there are permanent consequences. Some of the article that I was listening to was saying that doctors and nurses have become very cavalier about how they treat it because they think it's all going to be the same for every woman. Yeah, you know, it's interesting because it's the one place where doctors and nurses we see through social media feel comfortable to mock their patients. You know, women come in informed and saying, this is what I want. And we are seeing on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, these same doctors and nurses making fun of these patients for coming in informed and wanting to come in empowered and really shaming them for that. I was so aware of the last time you were here. I can't imagine going home with a new baby. 
especially if it's your first. Yeah. And if you enter into the whole process of the development and then the birthing and you're ridiculed by the professionals and then you go home by yourself to take care of a child, that puts everybody in jeopardy. Yeah. And then you're dealing with your community. You know, you're dealing with sort of the the shame that you feel for not feeling like your body was capable, like you, you were wrong because you were not capable to birth your child in the way that you wanted to naturally. And then there's that there's so there's that cycle that begins. And then there's this whole piece of like mom shaming other moms, shaming other moms for the choices they made, like, oh, I cannot believe you birthed in the hospital. Or I can't believe you had a C-section or, oh my gosh, you really birthed at home naturally. There's a lot of that. So there's so many layers that women, especially moms, are working through after they have a birth. You, you talked about the physical piece. The physical piece is huge. Yes, a lot is happening. But there's the trauma piece. There's the emotional trauma, the loss of power, the loss of voice that's happening in birth. And then it's also going into motherhood. It's a huge issue. Why is it that we're discovering this so late? <laughs> Why are women now coming to the table saying, whoa, I need so much more? I, I don't know. You know, it has, to, it has to be parallel to the women's movement, the feminist movement, maybe. I can't speak to that specifically, but I do know for my generation, I was raised to believe that I could do whatever I want. And so I, I had more power, more choice. And that directly led to how I birthed and chose to birth with social media, with more of a connection to the outside world and the network that women are, are becoming more informed and they're learning and they're seeing, you know, we're talking more. We're seeing that, wow, there's like crazy stuff happening during birth that shouldn't be happening. And I'm fascinated by the statement you made about other mothers criticizing other mothers. Yeah. That's kind of a not a sisterhood, quote, no. kind of approach. No. Well, didn't there used to be one way to do it? I mean, in the old days, you pretty much went into the uh, into the hospital. Uh, the husband waited out, and a miracle happened, and then they got together. Unless you were poor. If you were poor, you were actually birthing with a midwife at home. But I'm thinking or from, in a, the fields. from the psychological the fields. perspective, back in the day, and this is, uh, you know, a guy talking. In the United States. Yeah, in the United States in particular. Right now, it's a drive-through process. It used to be you went in, you were there for literally a week. You almost kind of had the time to absorb what happened, to physically get yourself ready, get yourself mentally before you launched out into the world. Now it's in, done, and we get you the heck and go on with your life. Thanks for playing our game. And I, I wonder, do you, is the shock of just boom, 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 and you're at it more than maybe what it was for our parents or for my generation? Well, we've come a long way in birth. Actually, your generation, your parents' generation, women were literally like put out. Right. And they didn't actually get to birth their children. Right. The You know, babies were forced out of the uterus mm -hmm. through forceps and back. So birth has actually come a long way. It's, it is safer and healthier in many ways, but it also isn't. Right. So it's shifted for the better, but we still have a long, long, long mm. way to go. Well, especially to learn that American mothers die in childbirth at a higher rate than mothers in all other developed That's countries. That's crazy. Yeah, you know, there's a lot into it. There's racial disparities. A yes. lot of these are African-American women. It has to do sometimes with income, and sometimes it has to do with obesity, health, access to quality health care, 
before access to even like information before birth. Uh, there's a lot to that. But yeah, we have pretty high numbers of infant and mother mortality rates in the U.S. Tell us what your hope is in the work that you do. Oh, well, uh, through Rooted and Open or through the nonprofit? <laughs> through your efforts, like your passion and then what you'd like to see happen. Through me personally, I want to empower women. And, and my efforts really are about women learning to step into their truth and really learning how and to, to feel strong enough to share that. That's, that's first. That my other efforts is we are all intuitive beings. Even if we don't even believe in that, we naturally walk out in the world and we're standing next to someone and we get a hit, a feeling, a sensation of like, ooh, I don't feel comfortable. Or you meet somebody and initially you're like, oh my God, you're amazing. Like we all are intuitive beings. Mothers especially are really intuitive when it comes to their children. And a lot of my work is, is that teaching women to learn how to trust what they feel. And you don't need somebody outside of yourself to tell you that's right. That's okay. You feel it. That's powerful, and that is something you need to listen and acknowledge and follow. I have uh, my own personal experience with that. After I gave birth to my son, we had a really hard breastfeeding. This was my first child, really hard with breastfeeding. And I was going to many, many doctors, many nurses, many lactation consultants, and they were telling me, oh, no, no, it's something that you are doing. I would take their suggestion and, and follow what they said. Nothing was changing. And something inside of me, I just had this sense that something was wrong versus what they were telling me. And it just stayed there. And so I didn't stop. I kept looking. I kept trying to find answers. I found a woman who found that he was tongue-tied. His tongue was clipped. And instantly, within a second, our breastfeeding relationship completely changed. I had no more problems. You know, that's just a very small example. But a huge one, too. Huge. I was able to breastfeed him for as long as I wanted to versus, like, I probably would have quit sooner. And so a lot of my work is, is that piece. And it's also the piece of like, you are powerful, you are strong, you can do what you want to do. So um, helping women to find themselves again, and take away the layers of what society tells them, what their parents have told them they are, and really come back to like who they are. Every time I'm about to ask a question, she answers it before I can ask it. <laughs> and you did it by society, by everything else, because to me, animals in the wild, with none of this knowledge, none of this, seem to do a pretty good job of mothering. And I'm sensing we screw it up. It, it actually <laughs> starts in birth and pregnancy because we are told as women that many, many things about our body is wrong and not right. As soon as women get into the birth, uh, or, you know, the labor of their child, they're getting constant messages of like, oh, your body's not big enough. Your hips aren't big enough. You're not strong enough. There's this barrage wow. of of power taking away of women and them being told that they are not capable of birthing their mm. child. And it is very, very insidious. Wow. If you just tuned in, I want 
to let you know we're speaking with Shanti O'Connor, a nationally certified counselor, licensed teacher, hypnotherapist, and mostly important. You laugh when we say that. So much. There, oh, there is. And there's even more. Oh. But, but we'll stop at this other yeah. than to say that she is the founder and the director of Rooted and Open, which we're going to talk about as far as some of the services that you offer in a minute. So how long have you been passionate about this? Well, it actually happened when I was two years old and I got to watch the birth of my daughter at home um, with a midwife. And I got I, I heard you say when you were two that years old. That was an amazing yeah. math yeah. formula right there. Yeah. And you got to watch the birth of your daughter? I'm sorry. <laughs> I, that, that was the okay. part I was confused yeah, yeah, on. I was yeah. like, I just, I well, did the math. What? It I didn't will, work. I will say I did think she was my daughter okay. for like four or five years. I have a feeling it's your sister. It's my sister. Yes. Yeah. Okay. It was my sister, my younger sister, and I did feel like I was her mother. <laughs> yes, it started then. I became in love with birth. It is an amazing, amazing experience. Birth is a peak experience. And when you get to be around something that is so moving and emotional and beautiful, it's hard not to remember. So, Erin, I'm wondering what you're thinking about this topic. Are you a dad? I don't have children of my own now. I'm a proud uncle. But Hmm. um, but yeah, I'm I'm curious, you know, kind of hearing you talk about the challenges um, that, you know, women encounter around childbirth and hospitals. There's a an extent to which the medicalization of birth has kind of caused problems for people. And you're suggesting, Brett, that we have that instinctual knowledge. People know what they're doing when it comes to birthing on some level. Um, Certainly, I think medical knowledge allows us to address crisis situations and things like that. But Mm -hmm. um, did you see that as being kind of the part of the problem and uh, hurting with that connection piece? I think it's important to understand the birth process, but I think we rely too heavily on the thinking process of birth. Our bodies naturally know how to birth. I mean, we literally can go into birth as a woman and our bodies will, if, if we feel comfortable and safe enough, to let go, our bodies will do all the work for us. And our job as a, as a woman is to just re- relax and, and be in that space. But there is this, this issue with birth because birth is not a relationship-based process. If you're going with a doctor, you're spinning 15 minutes, maybe, and it's all just about your health. It's not about emotionally what's going on with you. So there's not this like really deep relationship that's happening. And, and a lot of women I hear talk, oh, my, I love my doctor. My doctor's great. And I believe that. But there is something different that happens when you're with a midwife and you get to spend an hour and you get to talk about your life. You get to talk about your past. You get to talk about your joys and your fears. And to be seen in that place where you are developing a relationship and you're, and you're learning through this relationship how powerful your body really is versus someone telling you. Because the midwife is constantly helping you to check in with your body. What's going on with you? How do you feel? Whereas the doctor is telling you what's happening in your body. So it's this outside approach, the medicalized approach versus this intuitive internal approach of who you are and what you need and what's really going on for you. You mentioned the Mother-Friendly Childbirth Initiative. Yeah. Uh, tell us a little bit about that. Oh, so this is this is going to be down the road on the nonprofit, but we're hoping that our community, our birth community, can ad- adopt these different initiatives. And I don't remember all of them, but pretty much it's allowing a woman when she's laboring to have a food because some women like I labored for 56 hours and because I was with a midwife I was able to eat versus women in the hospital when they're laboring they're not allowed to have any food they can have ice chips water and that's it you wouldn't do that for a marathon and not eat you know one thing that stood out for me 
regarding the childbirth initiative was the statement of personal empowerment. A woman's confidence and ability to give birth and to care for her baby are enhanced or diminished by every person who cares for her and by the environment in which she gives birth. Yeah. That just resonates so much. So there's a lot of education that needs to go on. And of course, we're running out of time. Tell us a little bit about how to get more information about Rooted and Open. And I know you have some retreats, including one coming up soon, the Bisexual Woman's Retreat mm-hmm. and a Conscious Father Retreat. Mm-hmm. So where do people find out and about And a Mother's this? Retreat. And a Mother's Retreat. Yeah, you retreat. can go on my website, Rooted and Open. Um, dot com. You can go there and you can find everything that I'm doing, which is a lot, a lot of different things. And then I also have the nonprofit Bend Birth Connection. Um, and we're finishing up our website. And that'll be a good place to look to because we're hoping to do some education around birth. We're doing a, a screening, an in utero screening, talking about how your emotions actually impact the fetus and impact the health of a child through the long term. We're doing a festival for that, a family festival. There's a lot coming through that avenue too around birth and empowering, educating, doing activist type stuff. And you'll keep us posted on those events so we can yeah. at least announce them or have you back on. Or Yes, absolutely. I want to say I learned a lot today, but you want to know, I'm sitting here thinking back to when I was in fifth grade. Fifth grade in the middle of the day, they said, boys, you get to go out and play baseball. The girls will stay here. The girls got to watch an educational film about all of this stuff while the stupid Neanderthal boys were out playing baseball. I think it would have helped a little if maybe we would have got a little bit of this a little earlier. And maybe we weren't in the deli- out in the waiting room during the delivery. It's, I mean, there's so much more to it that I had no clue of. And I feel like a little sooner in the game of me learning this would have made me a little more aware. Well, and as moms, it's time for us to start raising feminist sons. Seems like an important statement to reflect on. Raising feminist sons. I like that idea a lot. I want to thank Shante O'Connor for joining us on the Friday edition of The Point. We bring local issues to you and challenges, people and events for you to have a better understanding of our community.